We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Brad Wanamaker and Kelly Oubre with some key turnovers. I mean, that's what that's what it feels like, right? Do you feel like we've gone back in time two years? It feels like that. It, it, I want to say it's worse, but then I remember they lost to Toronto Raptors by 86 points. Or was it OKC by 95? So, you know, it's just as bad. If, if It's right there. Right. Fun fact, friend of the show and loyal goon Mike Mikas was at the... Oh. The game in Tampa where the Raptors beat him by 182. And he was there tonight. So I am proposing, Mike Mikas, you are no longer allowed to go to Warriors games. Nothing personal. You know we love you. Um, but it's just how it's going to have to be. Just how it's going to have to be. That's disgusting behavior. I, I feel bad for him on one hand, though, by yeah, the way. I feel, I, really, I know I feel he, really bad for him. I know, I know <laughs> so, he... Uh, he wanted to see Steph out there, and uh, uh, they, he got one of, I would say, it's not the worst loss of the Warriors season, not even close to the worst loss, but it's it's as bad as they played all season. Yeah, just just miserable from the moment the game started all the way to the – it just got worse somehow, and they were down by 42 points at one point. And, you know, Traymond played tonight, Clay played tonight, so it's not like it, – Poole played tonight. So, anyway, it just – so let's 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 start with some of the big picture stuff. So Clay and Draymond and Looney basically got pulled mid third quarter. Steve Kerr does the polite. We're not making a comeback. I'm not going to run these guys into the ground because we've got a back to back tomorrow, and I'm just going to let the kids play through it. And what was like a 15 to 20 point game at that point ballooned to 30 to 40 with the kids. Uh, it's not like they were playing good before that. It was just one of those coaches' decisions over 82. It's fair to say no Wiggins, uh, obviously no Steph, Dante with an illness, and Jamichael with COVID. Uh, you know, th- for a team that's not deep, that's a lot. That's a lot right there. You know, Dante and Wiggins and Jamichael, particularly, even though Jamichael's been inconsistent, he's better than. Um, he's been playing better. Right he's been playing better. Jamichael's been he playing has. Better. He's, I mean, he's. 
he's more what you expect for the veteran minimum goon than like Otto who just exceeded expectations. But anyway, um, all that said, shorthanded dubs. And I feel like there's two things really to talk about with this game. Um, it's the kids in general, and it's kind of like, how do the Warriors rebound from it, really? So let, let's just get to let's get to the kid segment. Frustrating as it is, let's start. Let's start where everyone wants us to start with James Wiseman right now. I just want to put this out there. I'm officially fed up with with Fitz. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of Fitz doing the voice thing he does when Steph hits a big shot. Anytime Wiseman doesn't like throw up on himself, like, Wiseman with the rebound, like that sort of thing. It's so tiresome and it's kind of disrespectful to Wiseman that he just doesn't let him be. He's trying so hard to sell Wiseman as the future that it's, it's patronizing and it's, it's unfair to him because the only thing I saw tonight watching James Wiseman is He's played, what, 1,200 minutes of basketball in four years? And there's no chance on earth he can help this team in the playoffs this year. He looks like a multi-year project because he should be, because he hasn't played basketball in a few years. And the most depressing thing about about all of this is that I don't know if James Wiseman believes in himself that he Mm -hmm. can be successful on the golden state warriors it's been a very tough road for him on this team injury uh the team around him being bad and then now him having to be this type of player where i think he's trying to change himself in the type of player that can help the warriors and not a player that he's comfortable being not that i'm saying he's going to be a good player playing the way that he wants to but he is just i, I when i watch moses moody pump fake from three and not shoot i'm like yeah he does he's in his head Right? right, like Steve Kerr's yeah. telling him, like, not to shoot. When I see Kaminga drive to the basket, then kick it back out, I'm like, that's not what Kaminga wants to do. But I also think those guys still are good enough and have played enough basketball to where, yeah, I could still see Kaminga stay on the floor and be effective. Wasn't tonight, but I can see that same with Moses Moody. With James Wiseman, it's like, holy shit, they are asking him to do things that he had never done rebound the basketball, try to play defense, catch a basketball. <laughs> they are asking him to do things that he always wants screen. to do. Set a, set a screen. I could go on and on and on, but you know, you get what I mean. All he wants to do is get the ball, dribble, and shoot. It's all he wants to do. And he has never, ever, ever failed doing that until now. And now he's trying to learn how to play winning basketball. And it's not going to happen this year. It's definitely not happening in the postseason. It's not going to happen next year, like you said. So, and, and, and now they have to pay him to. And so Fitz has been awful. He's doing his usual stuff. Frankly, I think his his reasoning for trying to sell Wiseman actually turns fans away from him. Agreed. Dude, we see it. It's We see it. We see it. Everybody sees it. He got dunked on by Isaiah Hartenstein's a fine player, but come on, man. Getting, Isaiah Hartenstein on. is on Sam's hipster list of free agent targets every year. Warriors yeah. really need him. Warriors really need someone. <laughs> like, he's like a he's like a shittier Jacoperto even, but he's like perfect. <laughs> and and Wines just getting dunked he, through the ground by him. It's just like, dude, what are we doing here? He knows he knows who he is, and that's the thing with Wiseman. 
he you you hit it on the head actually i love that way you explained it this is probably the first time in his life like just shooting jump shots doesn't lead to wins um first time meaning the warriors experience not like this year specifically and usually when a player hits a level where what they've done in the past doesn't work it takes a while and then it's a question of are you going to adjust or are you just going to be that like losing player I don't think he's hit that level at any stage. Like when I watch him, tell me, tell me if you disagree with me. Do you feel like he's more than two years away from being a winning player at this point? At least. Yeah. At yeah. least he, he strikes me as a guy. I, I think there's a winning player in there. He he's, he's got the physical tools. Um, efforts, not really an issue with him. Like he definitely runs. Yeah. The, he tries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't really know what to do to impact winning at this level. And like, it's going to take a while. And, and that's just, you know, tonight was a perfect example of that he was playing against Jericho Sims, who's the third string center for the Knicks getting dunked on Isaiah Hartenstein. It's like, these are guys who, and Evan Mobley, um, you know, like high picks who are young dominate because they're ready and that sort of thing. And and he's just not there. And it's, it's that simple. We got a super chat from Solomon's tech saying, why might be worse in the league. I don't know about that. I think the difference is Wiseman would typically be on Houston. Like, so people aren't noticing it, but the fact that he's on a team who's trying to defend their title, it looks really bad. Like imagine um, some of those Houston players, like a, a, you know, maybe a Jalen Green coming in trying to chuck shots with Steph and, and Poole and stuff next to him. We'd be like, this guy's the worst player in the league. You know, uh, it's it's all about situation in some ways, and and sometimes I I just I just feel like it's he needs to go to a rebuilding team and get like 150 games under his belt. 200, yeah, whatever it is. William Mitchell had a super chat earlier that kind of went right dovetailed into what we're talking about. Uh, Ritter and Fitz doing propaganda for Wiseman has aged everyone except eight years. Uh, everyone eight years except for the guy who actually needs to grow up. I mean, it's it's. I think that's really the most annoying part because the, it's, the, the, Wiseman isn't the reason that they lost this game. He's not the reason that not. they lost to Indiana. Right? The Warriors have been not good this season. Now, is his roster spot one of the reasons why the Warriors don't have a veteran player? I would say yes. I mean, he gets paid a lot of money to to be very bad. And I think the Warriors could have other players in that role or just other people in that role, right? So I think that's now when we talk about in the future, everybody's all, you know, us included, talking about the trade deadline. It's, are you just, are you just going to roster, roster dump that spot? Because how are you, how on God's green earth are you paying him $12 million and then you're paying the taxes that go along with that? How? Is the other option... Just dumping even, Draymond's contract, Clay's contract. Who's taking Clay's contract? Andrew Wiggins not going anywhere. Step like what? Out of those options, he's got that. Con- he's got that number. Is he not the guy that you have to get rid of if you want to save money? Or, or let's say Joe Lacob's like, I want to see this through. I'm gonna bite the tax, and I'm gonna try to acquire win now help another way. Who are you getting for a veteran minimum mid season? Who can help this team? Sometimes you luck into an auto porter and a Bielitsa and like belly for all the stuff. This team could use belly right now, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, It's just kind of, uh, it's one of those tough, it's one of those tough uh, questions. Like I can see why the Warriors are like, 
you know, I get it. He's not going to help us now, but like, we just don't want to throw it away because he could help us in two years. But on the other hand, you kind of have an obligation to help the team now. And I'm not seeing how they can, um, how they can find a player without giving up something they want. Uh, we didn't even talk about Moses Moody. That's another player potentially, you know, what do you think of Moody's game today? I, I was, like you said, pump faking a little bit, still just kind of a work in progress, really the best way to put it. I, I think so. I think there's, there's NBA, like that's a guy that I know is going to be the NBA. Like why is mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Like, is he going to be in the NBA four years from now? Moses Moody, I know, but I, I think we may have thought that he has higher IQ than, than, than I think he actually does. Um, and I, and I think that he, for example, missed a wide open clay early third, just misses a wide open clay in the corner for a three that every good Warriors wing makes. Livingston makes that play. Andre makes that play. Otto Porter makes that play. JTA makes that play. Every good Warriors wing slash big in their career makes that pass. And I just saw Moses Moody shoot that above the break and absolutely clank it. So it's unless you're a Clay Thompson, pass the ball, right? And just that's just an example. It's just one play. But I think that tells me that he's just not smart enough to play right now. Uh, the Warriors might not have, have any choice but to just play him because it's not like the, the Warriors might be one of the dumbest teams I've ever seen. Like this iteration of the Warriors might be one of the dumbest version of the Warriors I've ever seen. So it's like they, they got to play him. But I, I just I think I thought he was going to be smarter than this. I think the talent is still there. He can still shoot. He can handle a bit. He's still pretty long. He might be able to, he has some defensive potential, but I thought he's going to be smarter. He's not. So like, it feels like Jonathan Kaminga has a better feel for the game than him, which I think if you're going into the season, definitely did not expect that. I will say Kuminga over the last month has got a consistent 20 minutes per game. Um, you know, give or take some games is like 15, some games is 25, but he's got consistent run and you do see the confidence building. Uh, the passings, you know, he's feeling more comfortable as a playmaker, sometimes a little too comfortable, but um, he's trying to, you know, he's trying to figure it out. And part of me does wonder if Moody, it's just rough when you don't get consistent minutes because he's, he is yeah, not a low IQ player. He's just a, he's a young guy who's probably thinking too much right now. Yeah. We got another super chat. Good point. Karima here tied to this. I'll read it. Moody was a bit up and down. However, I still see something in there, and I believe he can be a positive contributor. Whether that's the case, it's this year or this postseason, I think not sure. But positive contributor, absolutely. I don't think he's going anywhere. Like, I, like is, he, is he someone that the Warriors would have to attach to get a player? Like, maybe. But I just I, I don't think he's going anywhere. So I, the problem is Steve's got to play those guys. What do you think about Steve? You pointed this out earlier. What do you think about Steve throwing the second time that out on the court together? <laughs> he had Wiseman, Kaminga, Moody, and then Ryan Rollins and, and uh, Patrick Baldwin together. And then they went down. They essentially went on like a, a – the Knicks went on like a 22-0 run when those guys got out there. What do you think about that? Pretty funny? I think – yeah, and I, th- I think it's kind of like a – let's be real, guys. We can do this and not defend our title, or you can make a tough call and we can defend our title. And that's kind of what it comes down to. Love they, they love to – it annoyed me pretty heavily when Joe Lacob and, and Myers tried to victory lap how their two timeline plan won a title when none of those um, young guys played in the playoffs last year. Um, and now they're faced with the reality of kind of like tough decisions have to be made. Either you pull a rabbit out of your hat and find a veteran who can help in the playoffs, or like you might have to give up a young guy um, or two. 
Yeah, it, it, who knows? But like my, my point is they're they're dealing with more of, of common reality, which is like it's hard to do both things at the same time and, and decisions need to be made. And, you know, we can debate them, but like the, the reality is you're you're doing a disservice to the main timeline with the second timeline. And in some ways you're doing a disservice to the second timeline with the main timeline too. You know, actually, like, that's so true. <laughs> actually, because mm-hmm. at this point, you're you're wasting James Wiseman's developmental years. You're mm-hmm. wasting, and it's not just Wiseman. You're wasting Moody. Moody could be getting years. 25 minutes per game on an average team in the NBA. On a, um, I mean, do you not think the Sacramento Kings would play? And they're they have a better record than the Warriors, by the way. Do you not think they would play Moody 50, 20 minutes a game? You know, yeah. Orlando so, Magic. You know, okay. Sure. So you don't think he'd be playing for OKC right now? Like just you don't you don't think Josh Giddy would get jo- Bose Moody like eight wide open threes? He just stands in the corner. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's there's a lot of teams he could play for. You don't think the Lakers could use him? Well, rebuilding rebuilding um, tanking teams. <laughs> who, who I'm trying to think of who's in a worse place? Uh, the Warriors or the Lakers this this season? Because man, I think it's probably the Lakers right now, just because this AD injury seems a lot worse. Uh, that they're letting on and like reevaluated uh, in a month. Like, geez, is he out for, is he out for the season? They're not. It's, 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 Eesh. it might be a two, it might be a two month injury for him and they're oh, not man. good. But, you know, whereas that segue, segue, God, Ooh. Andy Lou, Ooh. we got a little Steph Curry update in the broadcast. Steph Curry on TNT discussing his rehab. I'm still early in the healing process. I'm nowhere near picking up basketball. It'll be a few weeks. I think maybe till the end of the year, I'll start to key in on a timeline after that. Um, so none of this is new. It kind of ties to what I was thinking. But a couple dates to call out. The Warriors have an eight-game homestand, which will go from Christmas to January 10th. And then they hit the road on the 13th of January. And to me... It seems like Steph's return will either be at the very end of that homestand yep. or the beginning of the road trip. Yep. Um, so it, it kind of sucks because that's a very easy homestand. That's one that if Steph and the roster were healthy, we'd say seven and one. And now it's going to be a little more of like five and three, hopefully. Like let's survive type of thing. And I really do think they can go five and three if Poole and Wiggins and Draymond and those guys are healthy. But it's going to be a little more of a dogfight, uh, whereas that should have been the moment where they like went on a run to get to yep. like the three four seed. Yeah, yep. Which is fine. Which I think is fine. The season is not is not over, so I think it means that Steph's going to be out for a month going into that. And if you can go five and three with Steph making maybe his return at the last game, uh, then you go into that road trip after that at what right at five hundred, a game under five hundred. It's not terrible, but. We got a we got a super chat from McWalter here. What do we got? <laughs> Games like this cause PTSD for longtime Warriors fans. Shout out my guy McWalters, longtime Warrior fan. I am certain the fans aren't ready for hashtag week for Wemby, hashtag suck for Scoot, hashtag all in for Amen, hashtag clank for Cam. Um for Andy, who's less of a draft nerd than me, those are your projected top four picks. Who's Cam? <laughs> Who's Cam? Cam Whitmore. Uh, I know. Um, uh, I know. I know. Amen. Is it Amen or Amen? Like I know. I know him. I've seen Amen. him. He's the. Yeah. He's the athletic twin, right? He's one of the. He's one of. The he's a ball. Hand. He's the one who's more of a, a point guard. But yeah, um, or just a ball handler. 
Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Um, you know what, McWalters? Love you, but we're not doing this now. <laughs> we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, what do we go to? What do we go to? Um, We got a lot of voicemails. I feel like, you know what? Sometimes you don't need to overcomplicate it. Tim. Let's get him going. Goon voice. Yo, yo, yo. End of the third. Knicks. This is atrocious. This is awful. God help us. Jesus. The athleticism of Wiseman fits is totally in his bag. This is just, this showing is just disgusting. Ugh. What a, what a disgrace. And to do it in Madison Square Garden, the mecca of basketball is just absolutely pathetic even though we don't have hardly any of our players playing just absolutely horrendous effort just god awful down 9075 jeez oh can't believe this thanks guys you're the best mcwalters with the call back-to-back super chat calls from mcwalters i appreciate it it got worse buddy 9075 was a high point this game not gonna lie um tim let's hit the next one Hey, Sam and Andy. This is Ebony. Um, that was, I'm not even disappointed at this point. I'm just like, what can we do to fix it? And what would, what do you guys think of TBJ like coming in 
over Wiseman or Lamb. Um, I just think he he could figure it out faster than both of those players. Not that Lamb is terrible, but come on. Um, Wiseman, uh, dot, dot, dot. I mean, absolute yikes situation. Um, I don't know if he'll ever be an NBA player. I, I get the whole seven foot thing, but come on. Come on. You could at least stand up in the paint, bro. And he just, I like, why are you, why are you a seven footer diving on the floor? Like without, without the ball. Like no, there was no contact. He just like fell. It was weird. Anyways, just want to hear your thoughts on PBJ, uh, coming off the bench before Lamb and Wiseman. But thank y'all. Y'all have a good night. I want to talk about Baldwin for a second. Appreciate the call, Ebony, by the way. But yeah, I, dude, he's going to be an NBA player. He's giving me huge Moses Moody vibes in that. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he won't be able to gonna bury him. <laughs> Shot's kind of weird. And I don't know why he shoots. Like it feels like he shoots from his left side pocket into his right. Like it's like a crossbody thing. It's he's gonna have to fix that. Uh, but it's a good shot. Uh it's like most booty where it's like, dude, that shot is really slow. You're gonna have to curry that thing up. But it's a good shot. It goes in. Same with Baldwin. Dude, he's big, he's pretty smart. Defensively, you can see that he knows where to be. He's probably just a little bit too slow right now. Uh, he can pass a little bit. He's dude, he's gonna be a player. Uh, again, the issue is when is that gonna happen? Is that gonna be it's not gonna be this year, is it gonna be next year, is a year after? So no idea when that's gonna happen. Steve might hate him for no reason for a couple of weeks, like he's done with Moses Moody, right? So to your point, but yeah, huge Moses Moody vibe, man. Like this kid is gonna be it's gonna be on if if he's gonna be on the Warriors, he's gonna be a very good player for the Warriors. And uh I would I don't know if I'd rather see him versus other guys, but Sam, I've seen all I needed to see, and I've seen like maybe ten minutes of him to tell you that he's going to be. Good. I, I really like PBJ. I think the combination of size, shooting ability, and feel, like it's very hard to not imagine he is at least like an old man Otto Porter for a decade. You know what I mean? Where it's like every team could you like a George Niang, like. Every team could use a guy like that where they're like 6'9", 6'10". They'll, they'll hit open shots, and they're smart enough to like play within a team, right? That's like his low end as far as I'm concerned. I think he's going to be good. Um, my concern, uh, to Ebony's point, is, I mean, he's another teenager. or He might be 20. But like my, my point is, this team needs a veteran. They don't need another kid out there. Like, would I be okay with him getting minutes over um, Wiseman? Sure. But it's 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 just trading one kid for another as far as I'm concerned. I think they need to, to find a way, and maybe it's a buyout. Maybe it's a trade. Uh, I don't know. But, like, I just don't see an internal option on this roster to fix it. Uh, Patrick Baldwin's a rookie who's 19 or 20. Wiseman might as well be a rookie. He's 21. Jamichael is what he is, which is kind of energy goon. And Anthony Lamb's a two-way guy they stumbled into in mid-October. And I think he's overexceeded everyone's expectations, but like he still is what he is. Um, they need someone more reliable for a playoff run. And and it's just it doesn't exist on this roster. That's just yeah. that's where I come down on it. Correct. Sammy, Andy, how are you boys? Um, I don't know when you're gonna apply this, but I just want to get it off my chest. 
still in the Nick Suarez game. But I hope everyone's fucking proud of themselves for the product edition out now because I'd like you, Sammy, on the next show to count how many actual dead roster spots, in your opinion, do we have? Because by my count now, based off watching this fucking shit, we've got about six or seven. So, and you basically, like you said all along, you and Andy have said, there's basically a pissing contest going on between Bob Myers and fucking Steve Kerr. Steve's obviously going, well, I'm not going to play these guys, so fuck you. And then, you know, everyone's proud of themselves. Everyone wants to fucking have their little hot takes and little, you know, fucking footsteps on their commentary. Yeah, fantastic. That's great. But like I said the last time I called you blokes, when are we going to get fucking serious about a team now that was the defending champions last year and now it just sends everyone to say, oh, well, we're just going to cop being a fucking mediocre cuck side. So... Again, I just like to talk about that again because I don't think enough heat's been put on by certain media members and certain whatever. But yeah, let's let's have a chat because I'm not really fucking happy with the performance today because clearly we're going to punt tomorrow too and Durant's going to put up 45, 50 and fucking do the DX fucking symbol on us. So anyway, cheers, boys. Hey, no lies told by Luke. I mean, it's it's come on, man. Let's uh, let's get serious is actually maybe i'll title that that'll be this episode's title let's get serious just a bunch of bunch of children let's get some adults let's get serious all right tim let's get to that actually we got a we got a super chat before we get to the next one if you throw it up there trying to find it i can read it out it's from paratosh okay okay. let's throw on screen um from paratosh don't think they're going to make a trade this season not because front office doesn't want to right now, but I don't think the kids have any re- real value. It's true. The guy that has value is Kaminga. If you're a smart team, you want to go in there and you're like, well, the Warriors are desperate. I'm going to go get myself Kaminga. Warriors, I could trade mm-hmm. Kaminga. I could trade yeah. Kaminga. Oh, they, yeah, we'll take Wiseman if you throw in Kaminga. You know, it's, that's, t- that's the phone call they're probably getting all the time. Uh, all the time. Nobody nobody gives a shit about Wiseman. Like, they don't want him. And, and the thing with the Warriors is they're also not making a margin trade. Anytime the Warriors make a trade, it's never, unless it's a dump, salary dump, like they're not going to make a trade for a vet guy. Like, I'm telling you right now, you brought in, you brought up Kelly Olenek. Not happening. They'd rather hold, they'd rather hold on. You know what I mean? Like, they're holding on to that stock rather than trading low for, for for a veteran guy the the trade that they did for Andrew Wiggins like you could see the vision you could see like even though I wasn't happy about it you could see the hey he's an athletic used to be a number one pick two-way wing like if we can fix was D'Lo is a max guy exactly it's just kind of like we're 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 shaking this up it's not like um yeah and we get a pick ironically get to get Kaminga so like that's the type of trait that they do. So if you if you see them make that, like it would be for an upside. Like it's not gonna be for even a Yaka Perto. I don't even know what they do that. So all right, let's let's keep it going to the next. Oh, oh, from yeah. awesome. I think this is a lost season. Nothing will change my mind until a fundamental roster change or when Clay stops being selfish. Ooh. We've we talked talk roster, Clay. so let's talk Clay. Yeah. I look, man. Is there anything about Clay that we don't know? Tweeted this the other day. People are just like, oh, he's making the right decision on this play. And maybe he's going to say, no, he's kind of, he's always been the same guy. He's going to take a bunch of dumb shots. Uh, sometimes he'll make the right pass if the game goes the right way because he's playing with Steph and, and the game's going well. So he'll make the right plays. But 
in games like this where they jump out to Knicks jump out to a big lead and the Warriors are playing from behind and Clay's kind of forcing it. That's what you get. The real downside is not really the decision making. The real downside to me is like, dude, he is cooked defensively. It is like he's not just not good. He's bad. Like now you have two guys, Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson, that can't play defense. It is ugly. Yeah, he's moving like he's moving like me these days. That's oh. not it's not good. Nah, it's, that's that's or disrespectful me. to or disrespectful me. to Clay. But but you guys get the vision here, old man type stuff. All right, Tim, let's keep moving. Yeah, let's keep moving. Hello, Sam and Andy. <laughs> I really want to be positive on this one, so this is a positive Lies. message. I think it's time. Well, I actually know it's time. We have to trade Wiseman. I don't care who takes him. Just get him away from us. I feel bad, yet I don't. He's got to go. And we probably lose to Brooklyn tomorrow night. And I can't even believe I'm just saying that already. Um, hey, you guys have a wonderful show tonight. I'll be watching. Bye. Always appreciate you, Korea Man. If we don't get a chance to chat with you, I hope you have a happy holidays. Um, I think we've kind of hit on it. It does, it does feel like they just, just let's cut it. You know, you you pick him. You're a clown show in the play in. He gets hurt. You win a title. He's back. Back to clown show. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, I'm not saying it's all his fault. I'm just saying, you know, uh, we both come from cultures which believe in like luck and you know different types of of, of various like voodoo. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta just you gotta just follow the vibes a little bit. Free it, just just free it, just <laughs> free the spirit. Just free it. Just it's enough, enough. If he goes somewhere else and becomes. You know, Victor Wambanyama, let it be. Just let it be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's keep it. I think we've got a ton of voicemails today. Let's keep going. James Wiseman-Yana. Yeah, okay. Dude, his highlights are crazy. Wiseman, the worst player we've ever seen on this team while we're trying to condense debate. Also, should we storm Chase Center? Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what we're not doing. We are not storming Chase Center on an empty stomach. 
Got myself some Pacific Catch tonight. Had some dumplings. Feeling good. That's why I'm smiling. Even after the Warriors lost by 38 points. Guys, it's just basketball. But good dumplings. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) By the way, I appreciate everyone. Uh, since it is the the uh, Pacific Cash Light Years post game show, appreciate everyone that sends us pictures of um of them going to Pacific Catch. It is uh dude, I feel I feel blessed. Pacific Catch is like ten blocks away from where I grew up. It's like ten blocks away where I lived for a couple of years, and now it's ten blocks away from where I live in the peninsula. Pacific Catch is everywhere. It's ubiquitous, Samuel. It's amazing. They are, by the way, amazing at picking good real estate so that they're always near you wherever you need to be in the Bay Area, but. I will say um, it is good, and it did make me feel better during a game that made me feel very angry. <laughs> so let's get to the next one, Tim. Hey, yo, Sam and Andy, yo. Uh, I, I heard you talking trash about uh, Randall last week. Uh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this guy and that Quentin Grimes, man, is pretty fucking good. Uh, shout out to who do we think that was? <laughs> Is that friend of the show, uh, resident resident New Year's Nick New York New Year's New York Knicks fan Jason Buford? Is that him? I don't think that's Buford. No, okay, the I thought voice, that was him. The voice lacked melanin. <laughs> Just being real with you. you know? By the way, by the way, um, I actually didn't know the Knicks were on a seven-game win streak coming into this game, and it just makes me – I like when the Knicks are good because Knicks fans are great and they're hilarious. Um, now they're on an eight-game winning streak, but let me tell you, for the Knicks fans that listen to the podcast, it never ends well for you. It never does. It never <laughs> does. It definitely won't if Julius Randle is wearing it. But, hey, J- Jalen Brunson is pretty great, though. He's pretty great. I'm, I'm a Quentin Grimes guy. Quinn Grimes guy, sorry. Um, can appreciate it, but Andy is correct. You guys will only suffer under Dolan. Let's get to the next call. Hey, guys. I just want to know, what is the front office doing right now? Like, are they just, like, do they go in every day and they just sit from 9 to 5, doing nothing, twiddling their thumbs, because... What we watched tonight, the result doesn't even really matter. Knicks won seven in a row before tonight. We're out three of our top seven. But holy cow, the next few years are going to be bleak. And this year is looking bleaker by the second. I just I need to know what is going on. Um, shout out to you guys. You guys are the best. What do you, uh, what do you think Kirk does all day in the office? Sam, what do you think he does? He's, he's chart, charting out trade. Like he's on the trade machine and he's throwing out four teamers. Well, well, Fitz let us know during the Toronto game that Kent texts him from, you know, Transylvania scouting the next smiley. That was the weirdest thing I've ever. It's like, I got, I got a text from a warrior scout in Europe. That well, no, well, one works, no one works harder. And then Kalita's like, is it Kent? Like, I'm not going to expose that. It's just like, I'm like, oh. Dude, it killed me. It was so cringe. Kalena snitching <laughs> on him on live TV was the funniest shit. Was... You could you could tell you could tell Kalena's like, just please, please just don't do this. You know, that's all. Anyway, um, 
I think we hit on a little, we hit on this topic before, so I'm going to keep going. But Tim, let's get to the next one. <laughs> um, hi, Sam and Andy. This is a long-time listener, um, occasional caller. Um, I don't know if you guys are going to read my take because, or listen to it because it's very negative. But I really feel as if we've wasted our number two pick on arguably the worst player in the NBA. And I simply don't understand how someone can be a negative 29 in 20 minutes. I think it's a remarkable accomplishment in the worst possible way. And I think the fact that we're hinging our so-called second timeline and future on someone that doesn't know how to box out or rebound or catch a pass or play basketball in any level is frankly ridiculous. I think I would be much more inclined to feel positively towards a Mr. James Wiseman if the front office wasn't so hyper fixated on his abilities, and I say abilities with quotation marks because I, frankly, at this point, don't see it. Um, I don't know. It's just incredibly frustrating to know that we're paying a player $9 million when we have essentially five dead roster spots. And I think everything that's been happening is kind of a consequence of that um, or a consequence rather of Mr. Lakeup's hubris and arrogance. I think it's frustrating to watch in the regular season and I think it is very deeply concerning um, should playoff time come around and we don't have a trade or get someone on the buyout market. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. This was a disgusting loss. Um, I'm happy I stopped watching in like the third quarter. Wow. Hey, did oh. you know, did you know did you know Wiseman was a minus twenty nine tonight? It's impressive, actually. As she was saying, it's impressive. I mean, I was charting it. You know, <laughs> you know me. I got I got my clipboard out, and I only had him at minus twenty five. So I'm gonna wait for the official box score. No, nah, it's it's. <laughs> It sounds about right. I mean, they were in the 15, the minus 15 range for a while. Then they put the the kids out there and it was just blowout city. Um, I think everyone's just kind of saying the same thing, though. It's just like enough. We got we got one of the five best players of all time. Not I'm tired of I'm tired of doing the oh, is Steph top 10? No, bro. He's top five. Stop lying. Kareem's not better than him. Tim Duncan's not better than him. Uh, Shaq's not like all these guys are not better than him. Maybe, maybe LeBron and Jordan, those guys are better than him. Yeah. But like the list is short. He's currently playing like the best version of himself. Save the shoulder injury. Just go for it. Enough with this like convoluted two timeline plan. None of those kids are going to be Steph. Honestly, you might sign the best free agent in basketball in five years. He still won't be Steph. 
It's just not how it works. I mean, you can win the lottery this season, get one of the greatest prospects since uh, since Anthony Davis and or LeBron James, and I assure you, I assure you, he has a one percent chance of being as good as Steph Curry. Anthony Davis is actually a perfect example. Anthony Davis is the most sure thing prospect I can think of in the last fifteen years, and and he's good. he's actually he's good. He's yeah. He was um he won a title. He was the best player on a title team, maybe second best. Um he's, if he's healthy, he's a superstar. It's that simple. He's still on stuff. That's the point. Like I'm close. Not even close. No. He's he's done everything. He's been amazing. There's nothing wrong with him in any capacity. There's just levels to it. Anyway, let's get to the next one. Oh, we got super chat. Let's do this first, then we'll get to the next one. From Voodoo Child. Young players exist in Memphis and New Orleans. Young winning players. Yeah, young winning. That's a great point. So I do think it's fair to say Steve Kerr, not the best development coach in the NBA. Um, no, I'm close. <laughs> I'm close. So, so there's two things going on. One, majority of those young players on those teams are, uh, as Fitz likes to say, three- and four-year college players. <laughs> Um, but taking that aside, I, I objectively speaking, Steve Kerr is not a great development coach. He's not good at balancing the two. It's not his strength. Uh, it's never been his strength. I don't think he lies about it being his strength. No, no. I, I just, I, I, my question for you is, you know, you have a formula that works with Steph Curry, Steve Kerr, and versatility around it. Is it not good enough to just try to fit that formula and win another title? Or do you have to like prove you can be more? Part of it is some of the players there are better. Like some of those mm-hmm. young guys are maybe better. But I, you know, I'm looking at Memphis is playing right now, by the way. They're getting Molly Watt by the Nuggets. But like Zaire Williams comes to mind. Like Zaire Williams is a really young athletic win. I mean, like that guy's Kaminga, basically. He's just a really athletic. By the way, that- he's, he's not playing a lot for them. And so I think, yeah, you know, so I think it's it's some of its front office, some of its coaching, some of its also expectations. Memphis and New Orleans don't have the expectation that they need to win anything. Those teams, if Memphis makes it to the Western Conference Finals this season, that's a success. If New Orleans makes, they don't have one of the they don't have one of the five greatest of all time. No, maybe not of his window. Yeah, maybe not. Jaw's gonna be great though, but I don't think he's ever gonna be. You know, his his peak is his like stratosphere is maybe more Russ, right? Or D Rose rather than Steph. And and I in New Orleans, same thing, right? Like if they make it to the second round of the West if the Western Conference, like like hey, great round great. of applause. Great. Yeah. Right. And uh I mean honestly you're on the, Brent Ingram can stay healthy. Jesus, that team just can't stay healthy. So expectations are different and they've gone through coaches to do that. Right. Like Memphis has gone through different coaches to get there. And um I don't know. I, th- I think it's different. But to, to your thing, I, like Zaire Williams played a lot last season, and I thought he was pretty good uh, for, for what he was as a raw prospect. Yeah, and this season, he's just not. And he's just he's just maybe not there yet. Like, they, like I don't know. They've got other guys. But anyway, let, let's keep it. We've, we've got a few more, I think, Sam. Or, or Tim. Tim, we've got a few more, right? So let's rip through these. Yeah, let's rip through them. How much for Sviba High Luke? That's how... <laughs> How desperate I am! How much for Steve Highwood? Name, name your, name your price. <laughs> City Knickerbockers, name your price. Down bad. 
That's dumb. That's <laughs> dude. That's dumb. Bad. Till the next one. <laughs> that's dumb. Bad man. This is Connor, longtime listener, uh, first time caller. Just uh, sorry with the noise. Walking on Lincoln Boulevard here. Man, um, just watched the Knicks game. This is rough. The worst part about it isn't even that we're losing. Obviously, it is a big part of it. Worst part is we're playing the same every time we lose. There's nothing new to talk about. There's no hot takes. Mm-hmm. We know what the problems are. They're not getting fixed. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else we can do when the solutions are just right in front of us and nothing changes. Um, you tell me. I don't know. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go get drunk. See you later. I mean, the shit. Hey, Sam, do you know what's on Lincoln Boulevard, by the way? Do you know what else is on Lincoln Boulevard? Pacific Catch, baby. Pacific Catch. All right, let's go. Let's 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 uh. Everyone, get yourself some ramen tonight. If you're listening in the morning, 6 a.m. ramen, totally. <laughs> Totally acceptable. All right, let's get to the next call, Timmy. Hey, Sam. Hey, Andy. Megan here. You know what I didn't like about what Wiseman did tonight was that he came up from the G League to New York and just played all casual, like no big deal. Man, it's almost insulting. He needs to quit playing like a scrunched up Praying mantis and like, I don't know, get some dog in him. There's like no dog. Like when that x-ray is going to come up and show the dog in a chest, there's going to be marshmallows in there. Just no dog. Marshmallows. (laughs) Oh, I mean. (laughs) So. It, it it feels like because we're ready to get out of here. We're gonna we're gonna run this back tonight, uh, tomorrow night after the Nets game. It feels like James Wiseman has become the the banner scapegoat, whatever it is you want to call it, of the second timeline not working out. I think he's become the face of that not working out. Whether that's not fair or not, I think doesn't matter because. That's the guy you drafted with the second overall pick. That's the guy after three seasons, two and a half. He goes out there. He's completely unplayable. You bring him back from the G League, same thing. Is he the reason why you're a team that's this bad? No. But is he the reason and the face of why the second timeline isn't working? Sam, I think that's where people's frustration comes from. I think that's what it is. And I think that's completely fair. You are correct, my friend. You're correct. This is what the people want to see. They just want to see dog. They want to see dog x-rays. Kuminga, there's some dog there. That's why no one's criticizing him, even though I don't think he played a particularly good game tonight. I think he was a little reckless, and it's it's a lot of the Kuminga experience. There's um, just, just young and sloppy, that sort of stuff. Anyway, we'll leave here. We appreciate every one of you who called. And more than anything, we appreciate those of you who ordered because of the catch tonight. <laughs> I gotta have a good one. <laughs>